Hey everybody, welcome back to It Was All A Stream. I am Chris, here with my cousin and co-host, Neil Carroll. What is going on? Welcome back, everybody. Bit of a hiatus. Yeah, we, we keep doing returned. that, but we, yeah. you know, we've, we're trying to figure out scheduling here. Things have it's been working. adjusting and changing, but we're Indeed. still, listen, the world still is here. We haven't gone away. For our thoughts. Yes. And if by the Thirsty world, you mean the three random people plus ourselves that listen Correct. to this podcast, then yes. We're improving their lives. Absolutely. Um, so here's what we got for you guys today. We are Talk going to, to be talking about episodes three and four of Book of Boba Fett. We are also oh, yeah. going to do an overview of the first four episodes of um, Peacemaker. Peacemaker. I almost called it Suicide Squad. And then we will go over our suggestions from last episode, uh, which were soap dish and pig. Yes. And I've got thoughts on everything. I've got deep cuts, thoughts on everything. We always have thoughts. We always have yes. thoughts on everything. Even things that we probably just shouldn't even bother with or have any Correct. thoughts on. We have thoughts on them. Uh, let's, thoughts start. On let's start with the big one. That is... The Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. So we've had two more episodes since the last time we spoke. Um, episode three was essentially, um, I kind of got what I wanted, where I got a mostly right. in the present day episode. Correct. And then episode, f- so that was, um, you know, you have the the stuff going on with Kersantan. The, the right the, Wookie. you have people, the um right. little the the cyborg friends joining up with boba fett uh you know that i've the, heard the internet refer to them as the uh star wars power rangers with their multi yeah essentially people were calling them i was seeing people were calling them spy kids yes um like stuff like that um, and then you have, you know, the mayor is kind of avoiding Boba Fett as best he could because it looks like that they are he's working with the Pikes who mm. we saw in the flashback from episode two uh, yes. that were, you know, needlessly killing um, the uh, Tuscan Raiders. So that's all going to come together. Of course, of yeah. course. And then in chapter four, um, we see that. It's mostly a flashback episode now. So episode four is going back to, you know, where we left off in uh, episode three. It goes where he teams up with Fennec and getting his ship back and, you know, that journey almost to pretty much where we're at when we started um, the season. So what what are your overall, like, what are you thinking so far? So... I'm enjoying myself. Like I know you had some reservations and I was, uh, I was upset that they are still doing the normal formula of like, we're really not getting a great episode till episode three, which has been the case with most of like the Disney plus shows and the, even the Amazon, yep. um, even the Marvel shows, etc. But like, I would have just done a splash page on episode one like when it came to boba i would have just blew up and done episode one huge um but i'm i'm happy i'm still happy i see what they're doing i want it to continue Mm -hmm. i think we got a lot of good stuff in the last two episodes i would have been fine with chrysanthemum the evil wookiee not returning but it looks like they're you know he's coming back to be part of the gang for a bit right in one form or another uh, I thought he was going to be the, um, you know, that they were going to put him in the cage below the throne and okay. he was going to be the new rancor, right. uh, until the twins show up and they're like, give us our Wookiee back. We're out of here. We've got a gift for you. And then he gets his own rancor. So gotcha. it's giving me everything I want. Like it's giving me a bunch so of you, fan service. Do you want to talk episode three and then we'll talk episode four? Is that how you want to do this? 
I thought we'd just combine everything, but you want to do one. Okay, we can combine everything too. That's fine. Up to just you. Keep going. I, I wanted right. just before we got too too deep into it, too I wanted deep. to just well let me all right. Sorry. I'll go backwards to four uh, to three. I was not in love with the space with Star Wars Power Rangers. Like with the stuff the oh, I th- I think they suck. Yeah. I don't understand it. Why you're just like no, there's no interview process, <laughs> no background checks. It's just like I'm getting a good somehow Boba Fett of all right. the Star Wars characters. Boba Fett is getting a good vibe from them, and it's like, from the, yeah, yeah, I want you guys to team up with me. Come live in my castle. No questions asked. Just come live in my no castle. No questions. Oh, you told me this guy's stealing from you and and uh, conning you. Yeah, I no need to say more. Come but live how it. how great was it that that guy was Stephen Root? Oh, Stephen Root is just it tremendous incredible. in everything. He's, he's I amazing. have not, I've never had a bad Stephen Root experience. How could you? That's the thing. Like even and because he's not, you know, he's not always the star of something. But even off to the side, like I've never, I've not watched something and been like, wow, Stephen Root was really weak in that. Mm-hmm. I, no, I've never just, had that. He's experience. a great, very underrated, under yeah. the radar character actor. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. So I was thrilled that he's going to be involved in this show. Great surprise for me. Love that. Right. Um, the spy kids on their Vespas are like I could take them or leave them. I get he has to develop this coterie of people, and like you know he needs to fill in his ranks a bit. But that could have been, that could have been handled a little better. I was a little, I wouldn't have, you know what I would have done? I wouldn't have gone with the, you know, the Spy Kids gang from most most Vespa is what I'm calling them. The most yeah, Vespa most gang. Vespa. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I, I would have had him like do a quick uh, planet hop and round up some of his old bounty hunter buddies. So that we got yes. different aliens, like mm-hmm. different looking characters. And that's what right. I would have made the thing. Like, what would you have done to fill in I, his ranks? I like that idea. I was kind of like, when he added those guys, I was like, okay, that's weird. But then it's like, when he starts interacting with Kersantin yeah. and in the episode, I'm like, ooh, he's going to team up with him? Now that's something that I think is fun. That could like, be fun. Something like that was like yeah. so the, and then it turns out in episode four he actually is. So like by yeah. the end of episode three, I was like kind of disappointed that he's just gonna run off and do his own thing. Also, like you're not gonna offer him like you're not gonna have him like call an Uber or anything. He's just <laughs> right. gonna literally sprint to miles to his next location in the desert. Mm. He's just piled with Wookie hair, like Wookie hair he's be dying. Traveling. In that yep. uh, in that heat, I don't know what he's doing, but hey, it's his decision. Um, Wookie I love art. adding in um, the Rancor and Danny yes. Trejo. Oh, we didn't even talk Chris. about Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. So I was, this, which I was resent Danny Trejo. Robert Rodriguez directed uh, episode. Episode. The yes. course Danny Trejo comes. You know what though? Let's go. Let's take a, a trip back to Return of the Jedi. Okay. All right. So Return okay. of the Jedi, we first see a Rancor. You're at Jabba's palace, and you know Luke defeats it and kills the Rancor. Spoiler alert! But it's been forty years. Yeah, that's not a spoiler. It. That's just right. people know that. So, but then the Rancor like herder comes in you remember that guy it was like that like the, the little fat guy comes in yeah yeah human and he like starts to cry because he's upset that the rancor is dead right so for us in return of the jedi that was kind of like a a sweet but also a little funny moment like look at this guy who's yeah. you know um and they made it canon which they made, like, it, they made canon. it like actually part of yes how rancors work they imprint on someone yeah and like, and there, and Danny Trejo, who is like a total badass, is is being like, no man, they really have a lot of feelings, and like, right, yeah. you know, and I, 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 I just, it is like gravelly, yes! deep voice. 
no, they're really, really sweet creatures. I loved every second Danny Trejo was on film, on yeah. camera. Like, that was at pitch perfect. And if he's going to be in the rest of the series as the, like, because remember, because Boba Fett's like, I want to learn to ride it. So yeah. we know we're going to see those scenes now. Yeah. But, like, oh, here's the thing. It yeah. seemed like Danny Trejo's character is plotting with the Rancor to betray Boba Fett. Did, it, did you get it? I got that a whiff of the that. Hint that yes. he was giving when he says, Oh, don't worry. Like he'll be back. He'll be back soon enough. Like there, yeah. there was menace behind that. It wasn't like, Oh, like you're I, bonded with. I agree. Mama now it was like, Oh, he'll yeah. be back and then we'll take care of him. Then we'll deal with his ass. Yeah. I look, I agree with you. I did get a whiff of that. And then I convinced myself that it was like a sweet moment. Oh, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. All right. You. I think you're probably right. I think I'm you're bought right. into it. Yeah. Not being sweet. Okay. He's up to something. I, I kind of don't want that to be the case because I want Danny Trejo to be in the rest of the series, like the next okay. eight seasons in a movie. Yeah. Like that's what I want. But but I think you're probably right. So that was all amazing. Uh, now they've got another rancor, which I think is just totally cool. He's got his own Jabba thing going. Oh yeah. But here's what gets me. Like we could we could end with this because I I really don't know how to reconcile this. Let's talk about his ship for a second. So Mandalorian in the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. he's driving another ship. He's not driving Slave One, right? Or did he have Slave One? No, he was. He, he was. was. He had it. What got destroyed at the end of Man- Mandalorian? Was it Slave One or the Mandalorian ship? I think it was the Mandalorian ship. Okay, so somewhere in this, in Boba Fett, is Slave One. He has it. No, 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 but we saw it in a flashback. Okay, okay. I don't know what the current status of that ship is. To be okay. completely honest with you, I that's the thing. Like I, back. I have to rewatch Mando to figure that out myself. Um, the other thing was with respect to that, they go back to the Sarlacc pit. All right, and the Sarlacc's like still alive, and it grabs the ship mm-hmm. and it's pulling them in. That was a great scene. I they gave us all we wanted of Slave One and how it moves and like loving it. They even, which I thought was genius. <clears throat> uh, spoiler alert. One, two, three. They use a semisonic charge yep. to kill the the Sarlacc. Yes, which is correct. a throwback to Django Fett. Right. So you you you're you're loving that, right? You're good with that. I'm good with that. Like it's those flashbacks, so. like that. I like. I'm good with that. I'm good okay. with that. I'm also good with like the flashbacks. So I know I kind of like wasn't a big fan of. The amount of time we were spending in the past in the first two episodes, the episode four, I didn't mind as much because it was it. It was moving. Right. Like he's rescuing Fennec. He's dealing with these people. They're going to get the ship. They're going to find his um, armor like they kept it going. So they did almost a whole episode dedicated to it. That's what I was actually fine with that. 100%. 100%. But that's the very issue. They're going to find his armor. And mm-hmm. Fennec makes something canon that explains why uh, Boba Fett is all jacked up. Okay. Because remember he goes in looking for his stuff and comes out yeah. and he's like, they're pouring water it's on the, him and he's all that stuff. Acid. The acids. Right. So he was in right. the Sarlacc thing being digested over a thousand years, according to Return of the Jedi. But he was wearing Beskar steel, so it protected right. him to a degree. Mm-hmm. All right, here's the problem. Why was Boba Fett in Mandalorian like kicking butt and taking names, but in Boba Fett, he's all jacked up, needs a back to tank? Well, I don't know if it's only that i don't know if the the acid is the only reason why i mean i think it explains why he was kind of scarred up a little bit but i think it's just he he just wasn't in in good shape as you're fully healed to begin yeah 
right. I don't know if he ever was fully healed, even within uh, Mando. Like, yeah, he was doing be, stuff, but, like, but he wasn't like I need more to doing go a lot. Like he was teamed up with Mando and and yes. right. you know what I mean. He's doing a lot of stuff from the ship. Fennec was but doing he was a not... lot of heavy lifting. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he like, yeah, he he put some stormtroopers in his place, but one, right. they're stormtroopers. True. They're horrible know, shots. Easily taken out. Yeah. And and two, he was like he was like flying the ship a lot. He was flying the ship a lot, but he was out of the armor until the very last like right. episode of Mando. Right. So my th- issue is now that he's back in the armor. He keeps getting like banged up on the streets of Mos Espa. Yeah. And, you know, having problems like dealing with that, that's and a being out of breath and all that. Like legitimate. You know. com- um, that's the thing gripe. I need to have explained to me. That's all. And I don't know if we're getting that. I don't think we are. Like, after I don't the back think we are either. Fully healed, I think we're done with his yeah. being ill. I yeah. The, the back to tank thing, away. like, I guess they were trying to use as a vehicle to visit the past yeah right yes. that's where he would think about and remember all the things yep. that happened to him i feel like there were plenty of other vehicles for him to be able to do that like Correct. maybe introduce him instead like i don't know maybe he meditates now and that's a thing that tuscan raiders do you know what i mean maybe like, meditate stuff maybe, like that yeah. i don't know you could do anything yeah maybe he just goes to sleep like he doesn't have to be in the back okay. um and and is like his time with the the Tuscan Raiders, which I get what they're trying to do. Like they got a bad rap over the years. They're trying to humanize them, but she says it or someone says, yeah, she says it to him. She's like, your time with the Tuscans has made you soft. Yeah. And he's like, no, it's, it's made me stronger because I've learned loyalty or something. So I'm willing to go for the ride that the like total badass of Boba Fett has shifted his kind of, position because he's like look they keep sending me on missions that are going to get me killed a big sand slug ate me you know and like, then they I'm killed good. i'm not working yeah. for anyone anymore right that they killed sense. all my friends like i'm i, I can get sense. behind this and what's funny is yeah. uh, us in america we're doing the same thing right we're like yeah. i don't that's why everyone's leaving like their jobs right right <laughs> it's just like i'm done i'm done i'm done working I'm for other done. people forget it um very timely of of Boba. Yes. Um, he was very Boba. progressive of him. Uh, he's like a millennial. Me, very progressive. <laughs> Let me drop um, this last piece, okay. and if you want to, and end then I here, have a couple. Can. And then I have a couple questions oh, okay. for you after. Do Do you think like I I right now think the book of Boba's biggest problem is that they don't have their version of a baby Yoda. I, yes, but I think at this point now, that's more of a problem for the first couple episodes and people like now that we're into it, we're into it. That's it. Like people who watch, they're watching all of it. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, With Mando, it, you know, the first episode of Mando was slow. Yeah. Then you get the baby Yoda reveal at the end. Yeah. It's like, oh! People are like, what? Like, right. It was more of a moment that pulled you in that Boba didn't yes. have. I don't know if they thought evil Chewie was going to be that. Or well, like that's all these like the other thing. Nostalgic, yeah. but not, but new things. Like, but you don't care about evil Chewie. Like, no, you, know, you, don't. Boat, you don't. You don't. I like, thought it's like, the, oh, the that's sand... cool, but it's not like, oh my right. gosh, there's a baby Chewy. Maybe they should have done kid, baby Chewy. I thought they should have done baby sand person. Remember that kid that was like yeah. helping him out? Yeah. I thought maybe. that kid was going to come back. I don't know. So uh, here's a couple questions that I have for you. Good. Speaking of sand people. Yes. How, how are we feeling about their renaissance? <laughs> and how are we feeling about the fact that like here's the only here's something that I didn't really like about their use. Yes. I feel like they didn't all have to be killed to drive home the fact that like 
Boba uh-huh. to like motivate Boba Fett. I think they have uh, enough motivations yeah. for him to dislike the Pikes and to not right. want to be a bounty hunter anymore and all that stuff. Like, did they also have to just kill all of the Tusken Raiders too? Who just that's just like Star Wars go to. We're gonna kill the. We're Native gonna kill a bunch of Tusken Raiders. A bunch of different exactly. movies and and Disney show properties over yeah. and over again. Anakin Skywalker is gonna kill all of them. Well, Boba Fett, that's that's it. Gonna kill all of them. Like it just keeps happening yeah. to them. What you just said is what I think was the waste. So look, you got the Sand People. They need to set up this rivalry. Uh, it's one organization against another, basically, if you want to call yeah. the Sam people an organization. But I think they totally missed a beat and 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 missed out on giving us something awesome by not referencing the Anakin Skywalker slaughter. And yeah. you mm-hmm. could say like, oh, okay, well, it was a different tribe or it was on a different area or something. But like they should have been sign languaging yeah. you know oh remember that dude with the stick that lit up and he wiped out everybody what a jerk like they should have told that story or showed a flashback or something like that would have been cool that would have been cool yeah i think like they didn't i think what they could have done is like uh, somehow the pikes being responsible for like the tuscan raider kid's death or something like that yeah you know what i mean you do something like that, that way you could still have the badass Tusken yep. Raiders like come back and help Boba right. and stuff well, like that. Last, now, we don't know, yeah. we don't know how many of them are still alive or if they killed all of them or what. But right. I'm just saying, like, I think it was a little like extra. I, I don't know that it was needed. Yeah. I, I do, do agree with you there. I agree with you. Because um, when we did our last podcast, I thought they were gonna be his army. I thought, like, oh, he's gonna go back out and grab them. And have them come in and take over Mos Espa. But right. I guess. Right. Um, here's another conversation I wanted to have with you. Um, there was a lot of, I guess, like the, the Twitter sphere and some uh, a segment of the Star Wars fan base. Yes. Was very upset that uh, Boba Fett called his ship. The fire spray. Yeah. Now, how do I he, feel? Here's here's what I'm gonna say before we get into. Go ahead. Right. Outside of the fact that the Boba Fett's ship has never been referenced as the Slave One in any movie, correct? correct. On screen, it has never been referenced as that. And two, they're not. They weren't. I think there was confusion mm-hmm. because people wanted to be quick to be like mad about it. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there was confusion there. A fi- fire spray is a not. Brand. Yes, it is not the yeah. name of the ship. It is. Right. It's like call it like oh, get in the CRV. Yeah, exactly. It's the type of ship that it is. Yep. So like, I feel like that segment that freaked out yeah needs to really take it down a few i agree i agree they need to not be so so quick to be have a problem and if they introduce it right i think it could be actually a lot of fun because the story is that it was stolen from a prison planet so there's only like eight of these things in the whole galaxy right and the fire spray was that was the style of ship that was used on this prison planet and it was stolen and blah, 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 given a okay. new paint job, so on and Didn't so forth. That. Django took it over. So there's like there's a story there that could be fun to explore. However, the we can't call it slave one thing doesn't make any sense to me because A, it was stolen from a prison planet where people were being held against their will, slaves. Okay. okay. And then Django was a bounty hunter. Boba was a bounty hunter. And they often turned people in either to their doom or to their imprisonment. So I don't see that it's a problem. Like I just, yeah, I, but do I you think want it's a too that, touchy so thing. Then, then it becomes okay if they, then are, were they technically slavers? Well, listen, 
I mean, that's fine, but then do you want to introduce that on a Disney show where like, oh yeah, you're you're rooting for two slavers and in two separate shows? Right. You know what I mean? That's a little that's a that's a a tough sell. A tough sell. Um (laughs) it's a little much. I I just I, I think especially considering like again, which I didn't realize until like I looked into it a little bit more that they've literally never said it on screen. I don't see what the big deal is about just not calling it, not saying it at all. You never did it before. You don't have to now. You just let it be. No, but here's my point. Like, don't go changing to try and please me. Like, Okay, just but the, the change it be. like it's was slave one. On, we don't have to call it every day. Like he doesn't have to be Fennec, is, get slave one. You just say the, get my the ship. The thing is, right, right. But the thing right. is, it was changed like on a couple of toys. Yes, it That's was. That's it. Like it's not like there was this huge change within the show or the or anything Correct. like that because they don't reference that name to begin with. Um, look, so I don't I get understand. You, I get your point. Is. I'm sorry I, that on your Lego yeah. it doesn't say Slave yeah. One anymore. Like, who gives? No, a no, shit? no. Let me <laughs> let me clarify. Let me clarify. I I agree with you that the outrage for the show calling it a fire spray or right. fire spray that's ridiculous. Because yeah. let's mm-hmm. see where they're going with this. However, I don't agree with like the post facto changing of names because now we have to be politically correct 30 years later like it just it is what it is let's move on or let's be creative and find a reason for it to make sense okay that's fair that's fair um all right that's all i'm saying oh finally just to put a pin in our our boba fett talk did yeah. you also notice, which someone had to tell me this. I don't know why I didn't notice this. At uh-huh. the end of episode four, when Fennec's like, we're going to have to get some help, they played yeah. the Mandalorian music. I didn't notice that, but that would yeah. be cool. And it, So it sounds like Mando's coming in the next episode or two. Yes. Which is great. That would be cool. That would be cool. Um, all right, let's talk Peacemaker. We'll be back next week with Boba Fett. Boba, let me tell you what I'm. Let's. Uh, this is. I'm going to get set into the it. tone. Set the tone. I'm interested as let's, to what the tone's going to be. <laughs> oh my god! Let's talk about Peacemaker holistically. Like, let's not go episode by episode. Oh, yeah, we don't have to holistically because we're we're too far in. Absolutely. Let's talk about it holistically. And I'm just going to say, Peacemaker is everything. Wow! It's everything. I. I was, and you know, you know, and you can, and audience, you can go back to old episodes. I was like, do we really need this? Oh yeah, like, you this were is an example very, of a stretch. Very uh, yeah. skeptical. Who asked this for show. this? I was yes. so skeptical. By the end of the musical introduction, I was invested in this show. Here's the thing. We yes. I can let's just spend the rest of the podcast talking about the intro to Peacemaker. Yes. Oh that my god. That is Brilliant. my favorite thing in the world. It has it's been a so long great. time. It has been a long time since I have not hit the skip intro button. And what's funny is the goal of what they did was to make it so that people didn't skip it. Exactly. And I tell you, not only do I watch it every single time, yeah. I look it up on YouTube to watch it oh. again. Like I, I watch it on repeat. It's so funny and it's, so good. It's so funny. And it's what, what it does is it just lets you know, it telegraphs to the audience. It's like, we know this is ridiculous. Yes. We know. And we're not taking it seriously. You shouldn't take anything you see seriously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that allows them to get away with some of the rather harsh tones of this show. Yeah. Like there is some serious stuff in this show. Yeah, I think that's fair. I I mean, and that's kind of James Gunn's MO, right? He's like, we are not going to take ourselves too seriously yeah. here. We're going to have fun with this. This is we're this is superheroes. 
but right. at the same time like we're gonna give this show heart we're gonna give yes. the show you know we're gonna give characters um uh, not just you know physical literal stakes but also emotional stakes as well and they're gonna go through uh a journey from within not just on the outside you know like Correct. peacemaker obviously he's got his dealings there's the there's the butterflies that are out there he's working for amanda waller again he's right to serve his sentence but he's there's also that issues. internal conflict that he has with all the daddy issues that he has is he a good person or a bad person right he wants to be a good person he's always thought he was a good person right but given everything that he's done and his background and who he comes from yes he feels like well i i might not be the good i might person not be I a good I person this it, right. and i think by like this has this this is my issue in society today slash television media entertainment it's like comedy is designed to be the the tip of the spear it's designed to make fun of everyone all of us what we take seriously what we take too seriously like make fun of those in power make fun of the system so it it drives me crazy to no end when like comedians are getting canceled or when we're like no you got to politically correct this up so as i started watching this show and the things that were coming out of people's mouths and the like tone of everything, I just, I was like, this is what we need right now. Yeah. I think we actually need this because it's not serious and it's showing that racism is stupid. It's showing that being a sheep is dumb. Like don't just follow because you're told to follow, mm -hmm. you know, like xenophobia, the fear of aliens, you know, not just from outer space, but, people from foreign places right like it there's a lot of really great things in this and it's all thinly veiled yeah, under and, comedy. and it's one of those things too where just because a character is racist or something like right. that or is even just not politically correct does not make the creators politically correct it, or politically correct. incorrect right, exactly it does not make exactly the show it does not mean the show is trying to send a message that all of this is okay or or condone right. it in any way it's just like no, it's just this like, is a character we're kind of illustrating yeah. that this is all ridiculous like peacemaker says some dumb I, stuff he's oh, insensitive oh my god like it's and that's putting crazy. it lightly but like yes they're not sh doing all that because it's a good thing. That's just who the person is. No, right, the whole exactly. point is he's not a good person. He's not like, a good person. That's that's one of the things. No matter how many men, women, and children he's got to kill. That's so his like motto. that's one of the things that I like. I have an issue with the fact that um, me and you are huge, huge Always Sunny fans. Oh yeah, and some of the best episodes yes, are, are the, the Lethal Weapon episodes oh my god where they, where they make sequels to lethal weapon yes. and back when when there was a lot of controversy during the pandemic yes. those episodes specifically got taken down from streaming you can no longer the only way you can watch right. those episodes are if you um purchase them through like amazon or something yep. so like the you know there was all the george floyd going stuff going on and all the protests and everything which we yep, understand yep. and in those sure. episodes the characters who across the board are terrible people horrible the creators people. of the show will say no they're not good people right the whole point is to show what happens when such just absolutely terrible people are friends quote unquote with yeah. each other and what they are do given an ounce of so, free time yeah in those episodes I, one of the characters is in blackface right that is not like it, i understand the we can never do that like yes. I, I understand that that you shouldn't however if there was one instance where it made sense it would be it was to there. comment on how stupid people are for doing yes. it which is what was happening in the show so like to take those down I think is just like disingenuous. 
it's disingenuous. It's not like it's reactionary and it's needless and dangerous censorship. And I but, haven't seen the new season yet. So I, I do want to know, though, because oh. they they did a whole episode around that. Right. Oh, correct. Yeah. I saw the summary where they do a whole episode where the library removes. Oh, right. They remove it's, the, their lethal weapon. The new, <laughs> the new season. Sequels. Yes, the new season is not their best season, but it is totally on point and hysterically fun. Okay, okay. Um, I'm excited look, to, to see that episode. The Peacemaker Anyways. stuff. You've got John Cena, who is genuinely funny. Like, he, Without a doubt. he knows Without he's a, doubt. a big, bulbous, oddly shapen behemoth of a man. Yep. He plays into it. Uh, and I'm, he's like... He, he the thing that got me and you tell me how you feel about it, he is like he's so good at being a man child oh yeah like being so sweet and connectable <laughs> as as this like injured man child yes like, it's just to see cries, such a, and... just to see such a large a physically yes. large human being be a, right. a, a, like you said a kid act like he's a you know a 10 year old right he does that brilliantly it's it makes me it makes me so happy when i see it because i it really is sweet and then all right so now you've got this controversy you there's these butterflies he doesn't know what they're all about they're not informing him they're not telling him what's going right. on and we discover after an attack on a family of four where he can't pull the trigger because he's like, I don't, I can't kill these kids. And, and there's all this byplay of like, it doesn't matter if one of them's homely, that almost makes it worse. And, but mm-hmm. like, then we discover that it's actually a, a butterfly looking insect alien that is taking control of the, the body, the person. Yes. Okay. Correct. I and and he takes it home with him, like puts it in a jar, right. takes it home, which is going to be horrendous. I think they have uh, a little retconning to do because if the person isn't the alien and the butterfly is, how is it that that long tongue comes out and drinks up that goop they drink? That's a good question. Well, maybe it's just the, the you know they have a weird retractable tongue yeah that the aliens themselves and they just go through the human i don't know um i mean so like i do think james gunn with his dc properties might be going to the um like mind controlling yeah alien well a little too often That's however um you know it's they've done a really great job yeah he's done a really great job i think he wrote and directed every single one of these episodes um, in a follow-up to suicide squad um he's creating a great world within whatever the dc universe is um with these characters and i'm hoping that he can just keep doing what he's doing despite all the stuff that's about to happen with, you know, the upcoming flash movie and um, yep. the, the multiverse that they're going to have going on, whatever the heck is happening and stuff like that. Uh, so I, frankly, I think they should just put James Gunn in charge of their, uh, I their properties. totally agree. Just let him do I it. Totally agree. So the and, best, the best, most mm-hmm. successful DC stuff outside of Batman have been the stuff like this that haven't been take that basically doesn't take any of it seriously. You have Suicide Squad, which was probably one of their best DC Correct. movies. You have Correct. this show. You have Harley Quinn, the cartoon. Oh, the animated show, right? You know what I mean? You have stuff like that. That's all their best content. That is absolutely the best content. You're 100 right, and. In true James Gunn fashion, and this is what I was going to bring up to you when we talked about Peacemaker, it's it's also soundtrack driven as well. Yes. And it's like, it's not your normal pop hits. It's like 
throwback pop hits. It's things you wouldn't immediately think of Absolutely. that came back around to being interesting. Another guy that's really great at that is Quentin Tarantino, where something will appear in his movie that was a hit 20, 30 years ago, and now it's back in the, in the mainstream. Right. So I think James Gunn should take over. I think they should keep following the Guardians of the Galaxy formula. Get a kick-ass soundtrack. Don't take yourself too seriously. Don't be dark in color in tone like not tone right. like in cinematic scope like okay. actually have color like be yes. bright because all the dc stuff was so literally dark yes not figuratively dark like actually that it made me want to go to yeah. sleep right it yeah. depressed me it made me want to sleep so i think they're doing an amazing job uh let's talk about the drama of his father and the fact that his father is a supervillain known as the White Dragon or the Dragon? The White Dragon, yeah. He's the White a, Dragon. a straight up white supremacist villain. Straight up racist supervillain. And they show the uniform too, which was like, whoa. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. And like he, you know, I wanted to when he first got introduced, because it's it's what's his name from Terminator 2. Yes, correct. I forget the actor's name, but it's it's the the Terminator from Terminator Two, and I'm like, oh, all right, that's cool. Like we're good. this guy's going to be in it. Let's get some mm-hmm. byplay, some mm-hmm. interplay. And now I'm like, how fast can we get rid of this guy? Because <laughs> he's so terrible. Like, yes. How quickly can we excise him from the show? Like, listen, it's you know, yeah. it's tough watching him. But, but mean, he's doing like, such a great job. He's doing a great job, all things evil. considered. It just makes you feel yeah. icky. Like, icky. Watching it. Mm-hmm. But he is, as an actor, he's doing an amazing job. Who would like, you say, who would you say, outside of John Cena, who is just, yeah. uh, I think we both would agree, is crushing it. Which yes. character do you, have you kind of um gravitated to the most uh what's his name uh the the nut the um vigilante Avenger? vigilante but but i'll say this i i want to give credit i'm gonna look up this name because i want to give credit to this guy so vigilante um vigilante is played by freddie stroma yes and and uh, John Cena's father is played by Robert Patrick. That's the name, there Robert you go. Patrick. So credit where it is due, outside of John Cena, I think Robert Patrick is delivering the best performance in the show. Yeah, that's that's fair. And and Stroma Vigilante is is giving us uh, as uh, as much fun. He's as John he's Cena's. trading off with john cena the most as far Mm -hmm. as the the bits he's go he's going yeah joke for joke bit for bit with john cena i also think doing a good job like um uh amanda waller's daughter i think she does a great job she She was great in orange is the new black she's great in this she's doing a really good job at playing like she's having so much fun in a job that she's yes. like so not Danielle for. Brooks. Yeah, Danielle yeah. Brooks. And then every single time I see Judo Master. Oh my he's God. Doing something to just like mess with the team. Just, just hysterical. That is perfect. such a funny, funny oh. character. Um, but I, I, I will tell you my absolute two favorite scenes and like if you if you want to move on we can after whatever you want but like the the icing the cherry on the peacemaker cake for me is whenever john cena goes back to his father's house and has an interaction with the old man neighbor yes yep oh every single like John, this old man who is maybe five foot is just intimidating John Cena and messing with him and not taking any of his nonsense. Oh, yeah. 
and like and John Cena's over the top reaction to like just being injured by this man is genius. Yeah. It is genius. The horrible things he says to this man. <laughs> and the old man doesn't even blink. No, not He's just like, I knew you were an ass. Or like, I was just, just you know, trying to start a conversation. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was just trying to start a conversation. Like that, I literally have laughed out loud at least once in every yeah. episode. Yeah. he's that, At that least once brilliant. in every episode. And oh. shout out to him for his moves during the uh, the intro, yes. the opening credits as well. Oh um, my god! And Eagly is tremendous. Oh, That's the baby Yoda of, of this show. Yes, without when, a doubt. Oh my god! It he is he's so great. The eagle is my favorite. One of my favorite things. Like it just it's got everything going for it. The show has everything going for it. I can't um, say enough about it. I was so, I I, well, I have to be we're gonna, a big we're gonna man continue, to admit when I was wrong. We're gonna continue uh, discussing it each week yes. uh, for as long as the show runs. So that's great. Um, another thing that we should note, um, just yeah. because it happened, although we're not gonna be doing rolling or trolling or any trailer talk or anything like that. Um, Moon Knight has been confirmed to yes. be dropping in March, which I'm very excited mm-hmm. to dive into and, and watch. Ditto. That's a fun surprise from Marvel because we didn't know when we were getting that this year. Um, but we will save all that for next week. Let's talk about our suggestions from last episode. Neil, yes. you watched Pig on my I suggestion. Did. And you suggested mm-hmm. for me Soap Dish. These are which is a throwback. Um, I'm going to start with soap dish because I think we're going to talk a little bit more about pig, have more of an Uh in-depth conversation about pig. Um, Soap dish was uh, fun. Right. I think what I liked most about it was, uh, which it, it was on the nose, but it was a good on the nose was yes. the fact that the real soap opera was what was happening with the actors yes. and not actually what was happening in the show. So it's a clever idea. Um, it made sense. It fit with the theme. Uh, there's so many people in this movie. You've got Sally Field, Kevin Klein, mm-hmm. Kathy Moriarty. Oh, yes. Terry Hatcher, Robert Downey yeah. Jr., Elizabeth Shue, oh. Whoopi Goldberg, and Carrie Fisher. Oh all in Carrie this movie. Carrie Fisher. The late great. So that was a fun, like it was a it was fun to see um like all of those actors kind of in the prime of their in acting. The prime of their acting, just yeah. being able to just do whatever they wanted. Essentially, yes. they were about to. They were able to be as over dramatic and over the top as right, they possibly right. wanted, and it worked because that was the whole point of of the movie. Absolutely, yeah, that was the conceit. So, it's a thumbs up from you. It was an enjoyable experience. Enjoyable experience. Thumbs up for me. Um, listen, it's it's not something that's like, you know. I don't know. I'm going to be returning to it every however often, but it was something that I enjoyed. All right, let's go into Pig. What were your thoughts? Let's talk about it. Nick Cage. Yes. So the first thing is I'm glad I suggested Soap Dish for you because obviously you're going through something. Okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You have suggested films to me that would make even deliriously happy people question the meaning and joy of life. No. So weird and sad and strange. Uh, I was ensconced. I was drawn into the whole thing. I, I won't be revisiting it, but that's not because I wasn't a good movie, but like, this is something you can only watch once in your life. Okay. It's, I, so, so this man, so again, this might win an award for the most unique uh, 
film conceit ever. Like it's not unique in as much as because it's basically lone wolf and cub. He, an old man, is protecting someone that he loves. You know, some helpless thing that he loves, a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, a literal pig. Um, but he is a truffle hunter living alone in Oregon, and he apparently was this like super chef that is loved the the world over and right. and falls in with an evil corrupt japanese fight club if i understood what was happening i that part i didn't really understand yeah. too much about what was going on there right so let's let's say this first nick cage really is an amazing actor he's so good he's He's so so good good. it's a shame that he's not back in blockbusters like that he's not doing face-offs anymore that he's not doing snake eyes or or something awesome like because he is so utterly watchable in this and like he's emoting very well but this was the strangest damn film i've seen in in years he's a truffle (laughs) hunter they steal his pig he has to go get the pig back he ends up in an underground japanese fight ring no really like, like a slap box ring uh and then is busted up while he goes out to engage in in black market truffle smuggling sales yeah and something and like, like that right i'm like so it's like right, so, so here here here's what's going on there right yes i think I, what's going so here's on what's going on so the kid that he's in with that he sells the truffles to right that he's driving around getting yes, that the he's pit, having right? yeah he's having the kid drive him around and do all this right right um that kid's father is like the big kahuna of the truffle, truffle dealer, kingpin of so, truffle dealers. Yeah, so he's like he's the middleman. You have Nick Cage who finds the truffles. Then you yes. have the guy, the the father, who is the middleman. He sells the truffles to right. all the restaurants and stuff like that. That guy basically didn't want. I think he recognized how good the truffles were that the son was getting from Nick Cage yeah. that he found out about the pig and he went to kidnap the pig for himself so that he could use the pig and still right. be big kahuna of truffle world. Um, yes. I So right. here's here's how I took the whole... And then obviously Nick Cage is going trying to find out who took the pig in the first place and it leads down that road and he tries to go um get the pig back from the guy and it's it's kind of like showing power dynamics and stuff like that but the bit the biggest takeaway for me from this film was that ultimately this is a film about loss and how people deal with it okay so yes you're being incredibly generous loses his wife right and go uh, us, us, I assume by mm. the hints, loses his wife, leaves the world that he knew, and goes the, to live out the wood exactly. in the woods and go truffle hunting. You have yes. this other family, a father son, who have lost, but not really lost, the mother slash wife who is in a presumably in a coma or is at the very least bedridden and unable to live on their own correct and you see how the you know the difference is where they are just hanging on just to hang on for themselves and they're not the father is and not for anything else and now he's so consumed with his thing and his truffle business that right is ignoring the needs of everyone else i'm i'm going to sum up everything you just said because I want to remind the public, we're talking about a film 
Yes, where people are willing that's what's to brilliant for truffles. That's what's this brilliant about talk it. about but your like, rich white people thing, problems. Though, no one is is killing like, anyone for the truffles. Like no one died. So like when I first in this film. When, there's violence, but no one dies. Yeah. Like it's not like no, yeah, but Nick that Cage truffle gets beat kingpin up, but that was is weird. Menacing, sir. He is menacing, yeah. but what's interesting about it is that he's menacing, but without actually like getting any blood on it like there's no Indeed. no one's blood is on anyone's hands except for the person Correct. who beats up nicholas cage yeah i know <laughs> so but like, they have when i first such the glamorous thing and brought it down to the gutter like, when i first thought, saw this i thought this was yeah. like oh my god this is like a nick cage b movie where they steal his pig and he goes all and like he goes taking on a rampage john wick yeah. on everybody yes. and the way That's that it I gets thought. flipped and it's so much more, I mean, listen, Tame. is it a ridiculous conceit? But I think it's like almost like sophisticated in some of the things that they're doing where in some they're, ways, they're yes. doing it over like dinner and fine wine. And he's this incredible yes, top yes. chef. And then, you know, his Giving way of getting his trade. pig back, like he would have gotten the pig back it, because he serves the exact meal that he remembered serving yes. the father from years ago and it was the best meal oh the father and and the wife ever had and that's the one memory that they shared together and he recreates right. that meal and you have that and you're like oh my gosh you're gonna he's gonna get the pig back and then you get it, the bomb dropped on you of what happened to the pig that the, he didn't even get the pig it was just i thought it was i, I loved this movie i thought it was so good I, no, listen. Like, this listen, was a good it's movie. not like an uplifting or anything, but I th- thought it was a no. great movie. Well, what was nice was that he doesn't, you know, spoiler alert for you pig fans, he doesn't need the pig. Well, and then that's the he thing. He loves at the, the end. pig. You know, yeah. Yes. He likes the he thing. He just at the does end. this. Right. So he I thought that was like, the that pig. was good. He didn't need the pig. He loved it, didn't need it. He could find his own truffles. He's the pig. But then that shows like, how he can know. move on as well. And he realizes it at that point yes. too. Like he wasn't able to move on when his wife dies. He goes right. through all this stuff. He moves out to the woods. Then he finally finds something that he it, loves. And then at the end, win he's able awards. to move on. Yes, it should yes. win all the awards. Give it, it all the awards. It I won't. It. it won't because it's Nick Cage. He's yes. not in his prime, you know, and it's, it's pig. But now, it should win awards. Listen, call me crazy or not. That was the best performance I saw in 2021. Let me tell you something. That's an interesting statement, but not far off. Not I don't know. Off. Like, I don't know who's in contention for award show. Thing. Yeah. I know he's not nominated at all for anything, which is a shame. But yeah. I think from what I saw last year, and I saw a lot of movies last year. Yeah. Hands down, that was the best performance that I watched. He did. It was an amazing job. He did an amazing job. So strange, but that's what we've come to expect from Nick Cage. It was I really it. good. I loved everything yes. about it. It was so good. It was really good. Oh my god! You're well. I'm up. sorry to depress you, but I'm glad that you liked it. Yes. Now we're at least our suggestions for you this week will not be depressing. They no, be because joyous. we are going to suggest. Uh, it's a mutual suggestion. Korea it's a suggestion for each of us. Because um, we, our suggestion to each other and to everyone listening is to catch up on Cobra Kai, the latest yes. season. And we want to dive into it. We're going to binge it. Um, it's a very easy binge and quick watch. I think it's like 10 half hour episodes. Um, so really easy to get done in like a couple nights and, and you're done. Um, and we're going to talk all about it because... I, I don't know, secretly, but not so secretly, the original Karate Kid is one of my favorite movies of all time. It is a tremendous film. I love first Karate Kid. Yeah, Kid. I, I must say. I and must say. I, I, go to, I go to bat for Karate Kid 2 and 3. I would Are too because good I good by any means, uh, you know, Pro, like by, you know, certain yeah. criteria. No, they were stretching, but I'll go to bat for them. I enjoy that. Yeah, especially now, especially now. And yeah. I am converting to the 
Johnny Lawrence really wasn't the bad guy uh, school of thought. I may be joining that. that yeah, plan, that I'm cult. not. I am firmly in the <clears throat> listen, maybe not anymore. Right. Maybe not anymore. But in Karate Kid, we'll, uh, we'll talk about it, but we'll I, talk. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Um, all right. That does it for us this week. We are going to watch mm. Cobra Kai uh, and discuss it as I suggested for you. We are going to be back with some more talk about Boba Fett and Peacemaker uh, next yes. week. And until then, thank you all for listening to another episode of Uzal Stream. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, please, wherever it is that you are listening, uh, rate, review, subscribe, whatever it is that you do, please. We would love it if you did that on any of the platforms you're listening on. We are on all of them. We're on iTunes. We are on uh, Spotify. We're on all that good stuff. And we are on Neil's website, his very own website, gluedtothescreen.com. That is glued, the number two, thescreen.com, where you can stream every episode of It Was All a Stream. Um, Neil, with that being said, what do you got to say to the people? Stream on, everybody.